Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the book of Genesis with this message entitled, Marriage and God's Will, preached April 14th, 2013. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Genesis chapter 24. Now, today's preaching is aimed particularly to those who are singles. Single Christian men and single Christian women. We are preaching from Genesis 24. Marriage in God's will. From Genesis 24 today we consider marriage in the will of God for true believers in Jesus Christ. Unlike unbelievers, we have no freedom to marry just anybody. We are to marry in the Lord. Only true believers of the opposite sex. For Adam, God provided Eve. For Isaac, God ordained Rebekah. For all people, marriage is the general will of God. God himself said it is not good for man to be alone. So God ordains a godly woman for every godly man unless God has gifted certain men and women to serve God in the single state. First, let's look at the faith of Father Abraham. In Genesis 24, we notice Abraham totally trusting in God to choose a godly young woman for his 40-year-old godly son, Isaac. He believed in the principle of Jehovah Jireh. The Lord of the covenant who provided for him a substitute lamb for a burnt offering so that Isaac be spared and that he could marry and become father of a great nation and that the Messiah, the savior of the world was to come through Isaac. Then the Lord who spared Isaac from death would also must provide for him a godly wife chosen by him. This is the message he received from God after God had spared Isaac on Mount Moriah. Genesis 22:15 through 18 I read The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said I swear by myself declares the Lord that because you have done this 
and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies. And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed. Because you have obeyed me. God did swear by himself. Because there is no one higher than himself. God alone, friends, can be trusted. Messiah must come through Isaac's descendants. And read in Genesis 17, God said this. Then God said, yes, but your wife Sarah will bear you a son. And you will call him Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him. Not with Ishmael. As an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. Abraham believed God to choose for Isaac a godly wife. To fulfill God's eternal purpose for Isaac. So he instructed his most trusted servant, probably Eliezer, who was a believer, to go to his country and kindred to find a wife for Isaac chosen by God. No ungodly Canaanite woman for his believing Isaac. We are not to be yoked with unbelievers. And in Deuteronomy 7 we read, do not intermarry with them, with Canaanites. Do not give your daughters to their sons or take their daughters for your sons because they will turn your sons away from following me to serve other gods And the Lord's anger will burn against you and will quickly destroy you. And we read about King Solomon in 1 Kings 11. As Solomon grew old, his wives turned his heart after other gods. And his heart was not fully devoted to the Lord his God as the heart of David his father had been. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 6, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? Unbelieving spouse would lead the believer astray. The servant was not to take Isaac to Mesopotamia. Isaac must stay in Canaan. 
because the land is given to him and his descendants forever. The Canaanites will be destroyed because of their wickedness. Only unbeliever like Esau marry Canaanites. The servant was assured of God's presence to guide him every step of the way to prosper the mission and find the God-chosen wife. So the word Lord, that is Lord of the covenant, appears at least 17 times in this chapter. He's the one who finds the girl. He controls the spouse-finding mission of the servant from beginning to end. Number two, God is our guide. And look at chapter 24, verse 7 and 40. The Lord, the God of heaven, who brought me out of my father's household and my native land, and who spoke to me and promised me on oath, saying to your offspring, I will give this land. He will send his angel before you so that you can get a wife for my son from there. And verse 40, he replied, the Lord before whom I have walked will send his angel with you and make your journey a success so that you can get a wife for my son from my own clan and from my father's family. Yes, God himself was acting. God was leading the servant as God led Israel in the wilderness. So we read in 24, 27, Praise be to the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not abandoned his kindness and faithfulness to my master as for me the Lord has led me on the journey to the house of my master's relatives and the same is repeated in verse 48 God who saved us also guides our lives every step of the way whether to find a job or to find a godly wife. So we thank this God always for all things. Yes, friends, God has a divine plan for our life. A plan to prosper us, a plan to save us, a plan to deliver us. A plan to bring us safely to God's presence. From all eternity he chose us in Christ to be saved. In time he called us by the preaching of the gospel. By the effectual calling. He justified us. He brought us to his holy church. 
where we are being sanctified to be glorified where we also look for godly spouse chosen by God from all eternity for us but be careful for some Canaanites are also in the church so be led by the Holy Spirit Holy Scripture and God's appointed leaders in the Holy Church many people foolishly say God is leading me when in fact lust is leading them beware of Delilah's and Judas's in the church of Jesus Christ number three parents responsibility in their children's marriage biblically it is not only the responsibility of the man or woman to find a spouse they lack the necessary mature wisdom chemistry alone is not sufficient that says but I like her I like him he's a hunk of a man (laughs) Christ not chemistry must guide in this matter first of all magic must be in the Lord God friends looks not at external appearance but internal beauty of holiness so you need parental and pastoral counseling the marriage of Isaac and Rebekah was brought about by God through Abraham Isaac and Rebekah totally submitted to God's plan they chose what God chose for them not love and marriage you can have it but that's not what the Bible says they married and loved and lived happily every person in this chapter was led by God including the pagan Laban everyone recognized God's guidance in this matter of finding a wife for Isaac where Christ leads us we will follow he never follows us as a puppy dog he subdued us to himself that we follow him in the narrow way of his lordship to eternal life number four purity of the man and the woman 
godliness, I say. Let us look at the character of Isaac. Isaac was godly. He always obeyed God. His father taught him of the God of glory who led him from his country of birth to Canaan, blessing all the way. His God was the true and living God, not the idols of his fathers. The godliness of Isaac was proven beyond doubt when he fully submitted to God's will for his son, for his own sacrifice. Yes, he was tested and Isaac passed the test. Father bound him and placed him on the altar on top of the wood to be killed and burned up for the glory of God. Isaac fully submitted. Then and there he learned the name of God as fear. We read fear of Isaac. Genesis 31 verse 42. At Sinai God came in such fearful way. Everybody trembled. Including Moses. Yes we are to fear God. And obey God. And we read fear of God keeps you from sinning. Why do you sin? Because we do not fear God. We sin. Isaac feared God. He trusted God to provide him with a godly wife. He also trusted his father. He stayed in Canaan and waited for God's provision to come to him. Part of Rebekah, the servant, probably Eliezer, arrives with his servants and ten camels loaded with expensive gifts. They are now outside the town of Nahor, Abraham's brother. The Lord led every step of the way. Number five, importance of prayer. The servant is praying. He does not want to do anything leaning onto his own understanding. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean on to your own understanding in all your ways. Not some of your ways. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Romans 8.14 Because those who are led by the Spirit of God they are the sons of God. If you confess Jesus Christ as Lord by the Holy Ghost you will want and desire to be led by the Holy Ghost 
God guides his people. He is the shepherd of the sheep. His people do not want to do anything without prayer. His people gladly submit to the goodwill of God. He prays for success. That is to find a godly woman belonging to the people of Abraham. And listen to the prayer. Then he prayed. O Lord God of my master Abraham give me success today. And show kindness to my master Abraham. See, I am standing beside the spring, and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw water. May it be that when I say to a girl, Please let down your jar that I may have a drink, and she says, Drink, and I will water your camels also. Let her be the one you have chosen for your servant Isaac. By this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. Before he had finished praying. I believe the first person to come was Rebecca. Rebecca came out with her jar on her shoulder. She was the daughter of Bethuel, son of Milcah, who was the wife of Abraham's brother Nahor. The girl was very beautiful, a virgin. No man had ever lain with her. She went down to the spring, filled her jar, and came up again. Before he finished praying. Isn't that wonderful, sir? Isaiah said this, Isaiah 65 verse 24, before they call I will answer, while they are still speaking I will hear. And Jesus taught us, ask and it will be given you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks the door will be opened. And you remember Isaac underwent a test at Moriah, Mount Moriah. He passed the test. He submitted to God's mysterious will. He feared God. Now the servant of Abraham whose mind was controlled by the angel of God, that is God himself, devises a test for the future wife of Isaac. The girl must be a servant at heart. Not self-centered, demanding others to serve her but one who sacrificially serves others. One who loves God with all her heart and her neighbor as herself. One who would submit to her God and therefore to her husband as to the Lord in everything. A virgin, a person of sexual purity. And St. Paul says in Ephesians 5, 3, But among you there must not be even a hint 
of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed because they are improper for God's people. Today we consider virginity as a shame. What is good is seen as evil and what is evil is seen as good in this wretched country. Let me tell you something in the Old Testament you read Deuteronomy 22 the parents were to guarantee the purity sexual purity of their children and if a girl is proven to be immoral that person was killed you, re- you go and read it thank God nobody is killing anybody today but just think about it, that's all women and men I say must be sexually pure and you read today in 2nd Timothy chapter 2 verse 22 flee evil desires of youth Rebecca like Mary mother of holy Jesus was a virgin Rebecca was pure humble gracious hospitable industrious and godly she passed the divine test she gave water to the servant and other servants who were with Eliezer and she offers to water the camels too ten camels may drink 250 gallons of water she runs to draw water she completes the task she passes the divine test Eliezer is now convinced God of Abraham has prospered the mission and led him to the bride God has chosen for Isaac the word prosper appears five times in this chapter in Proverbs we read houses and wealth are inherited from parents but a prudent wife is from the Lord a gift Proverbs 31 says a wife of noble character who can find she is worth more than rubies she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue she watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness her children arise and call her blessed her husband also and he praises her many women do noble things but you surpass them all he says charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised number six the mission completed successfully who is Rebecca she is the granddaughter of Abraham's brother Nahor and daughter of Nahor's son Bethuel and sister of Laban 
Holy Spirit already introduced her in chapter 22 and verse 23. She was given gold jewelry, nose ring and bracelets. She re reports to her brother and parents. They show hospitality to the guests. But the chief servant refuses to eat without concluding the business for the master Abraham. So he retells the story of divine guidance and blessing. How God blessed Abraham with great wealth and how Sarah gave birth to a son in her old age. And how all the wealth of Abraham is given to Isaac. And how Abraham sent him on this mission to find a wife for Isaac from the people of Abraham by divine guidance. And God worked through the minds of these parents and others. They embraced the will of God that was evident. Hear their response. Genesis 24, 50 and 51. Laban and Bethuel answered, This is from the Lord. We can say nothing to you one way or another. Here is Rebekah. Take her and go and let her become the wife of your master's son. As the Lord had directed. Marriage in the will of God, sir. And the chief servant then gave Rebekah and her family all kinds of expensive gifts. Carried by ten camels. Then they ate and drank. Praising God for prospering the mission and choosing Rebekah to be the wife of Isaac. In the morning, the servant desired to leave with Rebekah. But her parents desired them to stay for a while, at least 10 days. The servant refused to agree to this. They let the girl to decide. Did the girl say, let Isaac come here? I do not want to leave my country, kindred and father's house to go to a far away place. No, when God works, everything is right. Like Ruth, Rebecca, in effect said, where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. Your God, my God, where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. So they asked the girl. Then they said, let's call the girl and ask her about it. And the Holy Ghost came upon the girl, I say. So they called Rebecca and asked, Will you go with this man? I will go, she said. I will go right now without delay. I will, sir. 
in sickness and in health for better or for worse for richer or poorer in joy or in sorrow I will go and they left let me tell you she will never return to Aram Naharaim probably she was about 15 years of age they left sir probably took about 30 days to arrive at Canaan covering about 500 miles number 7 the happy union friends there was no dating these two never met this was a God arranged magic this was a magic in the will of God God worked in the heart of her parents God worked in her heart God worked in the heart of the servant God worked in the heart of Abraham and God protected everyone in this dangerous journey and God worked in the heart of Isaac he saw her he brought her into the tent he took her that is he married her and the text says he loved her and lived happily till death put them apart through Isaac and Rebekah came the nation Israel and our Messiah Jesus Christ our Isaac our bridegroom God the Father has chosen us friends as his bride from all eternity even now Christ is making us holy and glorious so we read in Ephesians 5 husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish but holy and blameless this is a profound mystery but I am talking about Christ and the church Jesus Christ died for our sins and was raised for our justification why did he die the shameful death of the cross because he loved us he died to make atonement for our sins father chose us in Christ to make us holy and blameless Christ died our death to make us holy and blameless that we be his glorious bride all the riches the father gave to him and therefore all his riches belong to us and all our liabilities he took and he paid all our debts Jesus paid it all 
all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed white as snow. Blessed Jesus said, are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Even now we see him by faith. He is with us, he is in us, we are in him. Friends, by faith we are united with him. Nothing in all creation is able to separate us from God and his son Jesus Christ our Lord God's son friends will have a beautiful bride and so we read I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy Paul says I promised you to one husband to Christ so that I might present you as a pure virgin. God, friends, will have a holy bride. If you are not holy, you don't belong to him. You are a Canaanite. You are a Judas in the midst of the church. So we read in 19th chapter of Revelation, verse 6 through 8, Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters and like loud peals of thunder shouting, Hallelujah! For our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come. And his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given to her to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of the saints. Let me tell you, friends, Christ's bride will be holy. So let us make some application. Pay attention. True believers must marry only those who are true believers who are in Christ. Don't be fooled by self-predication and self-declaration. We need proof of your holiness. Number two, dating is for discovering whether A potential spouse truly love God and fear God. If proven that person is a Canaanite, have nothing to do with that person, avoid Jezebel's and Judas's. Number three, sexual purity is a serious requirement. Those who sin sexually must repent and prove that repentance by a transformed life of sexual purity. As God ordained Rebecca for Isaac, God ordains godly spouses for his people. Trust God and pray 
and be led by the spirit and scripture and the church number five we are to choose that one whom God has chosen for us and God will never choose a person who is wicked man or woman as God brought Isaac and Rebekah together even so God will bring you to a godly spouse in his time if marriage is God's will for you Number six, don't say God led every step of our way and brought about our magic when it is not true and you know it. Number seven, if God brought about your magic, there won't be a divorce because God hates divorce. Number eight, Study and fully submit to the will of God revealed in the word of God. Number nine, pray earnestly for a godly spouse and godly children long before you are married. Number ten, live a godly life. Number eleven, seek counsel of godly parents. And pastors. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for saving us. Thank you for giving us a new nature by which we love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And we thank you that you are Lord and you guide us every step of the way. You will never follow us. We will follow you. Even when you lead us to the valley of shadow of death. But we shall fear no evil for thou art with us. And thy rod and thy staff they comfort us. You are for us. Everything must work for our salvation. Our eternal good. Therefore, O God, we praise you and thank you for saving us and ordaining everything for us. And you placed us on the highway of holiness and we are following you all the way to our heavenly home. And we shall see God. In Jesus' name, amen.